0: Cybersecurity watchers around the world are concerned with something called CVE 2019-10149. It's a flaw in certain email transfer servers. It sounds arcane, but it's emanating from Russia and can wreak havoc on federal systems and on those running for federal office. Here with more on this bug and what to do about it, the co-founder and CEO of Area One Security, Oren Falkowitz. Mr. Falkowitz, good to have you on.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me.
0: Tell us about this bug. It actually dates back quite a while, more than a year, and there is a patch for it, but not everyone has put in the patch. Tell us more about this bug.
1: Yeah, there's a a vulnerability in uh, XM software that was discovered some years ago, and that's been mitigated by... Uh, the newer versions but just last Friday the National Security Agency issued an advisory saying that they've observed the same cyber actors from the Russian military who were involved in election hacking here in the United States taking advantage of this and so it was critical for folks to take it incredibly seriously and at Area One Security you know we've done research and discovered that there are upwards of 50 candidates running for Congress and governor and and United States Senate, as well as local municipalities and the State Department, who continue to run these servers. And, you know, it's common for software to have vulnerabilities, but particularly for folks who are running for federal office, it's important that they uh, not use their own email servers and move to professionally managed servers.
0: Yes, you mentioned something called XM that this bug is in that's coming from Russia. What is XM Exactly.
1: Well, Exim is software for mail transfer. You know, the bug's not coming from Russia. It's just vulnerability in the software itself. And um, that's common, right? Software is developed by humans and it's imperfect. And that's why we have patches, you know, all the time in various forms of software. What the vulnerability allows is for someone to remotely or externally to gain access to the email server and to get administrative privileges, to launch new phishing attacks, to move further into networks if they're able to be successful.
0: And who publishes XM? Is this something in the public domain or where do you get the patch from to secure it all up again?
1: Yeah, XM started as a university project. It's quite popular. There are millions of XM servers. It's good software used by lots of folks who have wanted to have their own email servers, primarily before there were professionally managed uh, email systems like Microsoft's Office 365 and uh, Google's, you know, uh, email platforms. And it's readily available across the Internet.
0: Got it. Your report says that XM has been found running with the vulnerability in the State Department? That's correct. So why would something as large and as important as the State Department not be using professionally managed servers? Or do they have professional people running XM for them? that have simply not done their job in terms of patching?
1: Well, there's, there's two things that can sometimes go on. One, you know, large organizations with professional IT staff sometimes want to run their own systems For customization for special use cases and that can make sense and this is good software to do that but it does mean that if you're an administrator that you have to be perfect every single day making sure you're staying up with the latest patches configurations management and advances that are happening all across the broader cybersecurity and software uh, ecosystem The second is that sometimes individuals, for for cost reasons or for legacy reasons, will have built these servers, and they're just kind of lingering out there. What's unclear to us is why candidates for federal office would want to have this, because typically they are outsourcing their IT to third parties, and it creates a lot of vulnerability and risk to have your software outsourced, but then also not using professionally managed software Especially around email,
0: we're speaking with Oren Falkowitz, he's CEO of Area One Security. Is XM what was used by the Democratic National Committee during the last presidential campaign that was exploited?
1: No, I don't believe so. I'm not aware of that. I'm not, I don't believe that they use XM or that was what was taken advantage of.
0: But people using XM in this context could be subject to the same problems that affected that group back in 2016.
1: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Similar types of challenges. The vulnerability allows for someone externally to take over this critical email infrastructure, to read the messages, to create administrative users, to go further into your network, to send additional phishing attacks. It's quite a serious uh, vulnerability, and it's been identified as such for some time now. You know, we're only 150 days, uh, give or take, from the next election, and to see candidates still using custom software like this, it's quite troubling given all we know about the sensitivity to email infrastructure and in elections.
0: All right. So if I have an organization, a campaign or a small agency, whatever it might be at the maybe the state or municipal level, and I'm running XM, what do I need to do right now?
1: Well, there's a couple of things that we recommend. The first is, if possible, it's preferable to move to a professionally managed service such as Microsoft's Office 365 and Google's email products, plus some additional cloud email security solutions that fight advanced phishing and advanced attacks that go beyond what the, the mail component provide as a base level. If, if you're unable to do that, you know, make sure that you're running the latest versions of XM, which are readily downloadable and available. Upgrading to the latest version, what it allows for is for users to mitigate the, the vulnerability, meaning that they're no longer able to be exploited from it. It doesn't mean that it solves the problem had they been exploited prior.
0: Because you could still have those unauthorized users out there and they've got exactly. credentials you could, on your system. You could
1: still have those and you wouldn't, you wouldn't necessarily know about it unless you've tightly managed it, which would be slightly unlikely if you're still running the unpatched version. But uh, it's critical to go and get the latest version at a minimum. And then we recommend folks, particularly where they don't have large professionally managed teams, to just switch to these solutions that are that are relatively cost affordable, such as Office three sixty five and Google's G Suite.
0: Yeah, I mean Office is only ninety-nine bucks a year for six users, and if you're a campaign, that's probably all you need.
1: For a campaign it's more than appropriate. <laughs> it's important though that in addition, the cloud inboxes, right, the Microsoft's and the Googles, they're not sufficient for cybersecurity. They're a good start for managing and processing email and for doing anti-spam. Uh, Campaigns in particular need to add cloud email security solutions that focus on advanced phishing attacks, like the types of attacks we've seen in in the 2016 and 2018 elections, the type that plague corporations around the world. So you you need to do both of those things to really be effective.
0: Oren Falkowitz is co-founder and CEO of Area One Security. Thanks so much for joining me.
1: You're welcome. Thank you.
0: We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on demand and on your device. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One.
1: Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at Grifflesplasma.com.